welcome to the Positive You Podcast, the podcast where we explore life circumstances, mental roadblocks, and endless opportunity to discover the positive view. I'm your host, Christy Murphy. I'm your other host, Brianna G. And today we're discussing finding the positive view on negative people. Yes, but before we go there, at the end of each episode, we set a mission for ourselves. Last week, we discussed self-improvement and self-mastery, and our mission was to take some time to look at uh, look at self-improvement in a positive way, and then identify one thing that you'd like to focus on. So, Brianna, how did that go for you? I think that it went mostly well. No, I'm going to be positive and say it went really well. So, my piece this week, or or where I was looking to practice uh, was doing some mindfulness uh, meditation before going to work. So trying to get in at least 10 minutes a day, uh, because I've done it in the past and found that it really helps to improve my self-awareness and improve just overall my outlook and kind of how I'm able to deal with things. So I really wanted to try just a few minutes in the morning. and actually, I I, I kind of slid another one in there, and that's doing some reading in the morning as well. So that all means getting up earlier, which then means going to bed earlier. So I, I had this like nice little bundle of stuff that I was doing in, in service of trying to add some mindfulness or some prayer to the some more mindfulness than prayer, I would say, to my morning. And I managed to get it done three out of the five work days. So I feel pretty good about that. And on the days that I wasn't able to do it before work, I at least was able to do some reading and sort of that um, mindfulness, if not full 10 minutes, I was able to get some of that in at least a little bit every day. So I feel like I'm counting it all as a win. How did it go for you? I love that you're counting it all as a win because I um, I think that's like the important thing about these missions that these missions is that we just measure them in degrees of success and um, uh, and if there isn't as much success as we'd like it just look for an opportunity to try again at another time you mm-hmm. know and uh, for me I went with um, and I like the word mindful because it's um, we really were trying to attack this like self improvement doesn't mean this is where I'm a screw up and I got to get right. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It just meant look at an area of your life that you would like to improve and just, um, you know, identify one thing you'd want to focus on. And so for me, um, you know, I have uh, a dream of becoming a very wealthy person, becoming a multimillionaire. Uh, but one of the big things that gets in the way of that is my debt load, right? I have some consumer debt and a lot of uh, very rich people do not recommend it. Now, luckily, I'd like to just say, uh, I've got it all at 0% now. It's all at 0%. Um, But I decided to just be very, I like the word mindful, mindful about my money and my expenses. I have some very uh, um, achievable sales goals for my business. And I've been hesitating because I do have a lot of debt at 0%, all of it. And I've been hesitating taking that money out of the bank and paying off some of my debt because I'm afraid that I won't hit my goals and I'll do this and blah, blah, blah. And I decided to just have a little bit of faith and, and work from a positive place. Uh, and I just went off and paid off like uh, two of the credit cards. So I didn't have to worry about those. And uh, yeah, so I cut my debt load in half and I was pretty excited about that. And strangely, keeping that fear around the money, like worrying that there wasn't going to be enough uh, was sort of hindering my 
earning, I feel like. And mm-hmm. I ended up getting one of my new books, the the um the gratitude journal, mm-hmm. um, sold over like 75 copies in a day. Not every day, just that one day. Um and I was just really excited to see those sales on my newest title come through. It's a newer type of book. I've never done a book like that before. Mm-hmm. And I'm just really proud of it because it's something new and it was working and I found it um a very pleasant possible coincidence or maybe just something to do with the energy, but I found it really great to have like focused on my money and then watched a new project do well. Mm. That's such a great, I'm so glad that that worked for you. And then of course, congratulations on the sales of that gratitude journal. Cause I know that you worked hard on that. So that's really great to hear. Um, and, and two, I think, and you talked about it, it, it is all about those, um, degrees of success and kind of changing how, or looking at how we um, are looking at the different experiences in our, in our lives and looking for the positives and the opportunities, which brings us to what we're talking about this week, uh, which is trying to find the positive view uh, on negative people. So Christy, what does, when I say positive view on negative people, what, what does that make you think, or what does that mean to you? Okay. Now I'm going to start off this episode by saying uh, this is one of the episodes that I was very excited about doing because it's an episode that I need. Because as we've been working harder to become a positive person, one, I worry that I'm annoying people who are not looking to become positive people (laughs) and I'm pushing people that know me well away. Mm -hmm. And two, I don't want to be negative about negative people. And it's really hard um, because I'm just coming to this. And I was telling you before, in our pre-show talk, I feel like I'm sort of like on a limb here. And um, I'm crawling toward the the base of the tree. Do you know what I mean? I think we were using a boat reference before. I've changed it to a tree, Brianna. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I think I have some negative feelings towards people being negative around me because they're shaking my tree, Brianna. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm just barely getting back. So um, it's, it's really hard for me. So for me, taking the positive view on negative people is one, recognizing that I have the ability to be a negative person in and of myself. So to have some, uh, to relate and to be compassionate. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, to look for why it bothers me. You know what I mean? So much to turn it back on myself and see what can I do. And then three, it could be a matter of um, letting go of my judgments and uh, giving myself a little more space um, for positive people in my life. And possibly it may even manifest in limiting the amount of time I spend with negative people. Mm -hmm. This definitely was one of those that we wanted to do. Uh, and I feel the same. I didn't want, you know, whatever came out of this to be like, we're essentially ragging on people if they're not as positive as we feel like they should be. Cause I think both of us recognize that, um, while we've, been in, if I may say, well, we've been in the positivity game for a while. Definitely, we still work on it, it's still work. There is still that opportunity or uh, that that chance, I guess, of uh, being negative or going negative, as we sometimes say, or or I like your visual now of we might fall out of the positivity tree. Uh, and um, I too don't, I, I definitely don't want that to be, um, it's not like a, well, we're in this camp and someone else is in another. 
we both are in, it's all one camp, (laughs) essentially, I guess. Um, We're just throwing a lot of visuals around. Sorry. Um, (laughs) A lot of metaphors, yeah. (laughs) Right? forest. Um, But I think uh, when when I think about it, um, what I'm really looking for, and especially if I myself am that negative person, I definitely hope that there are folks around who are who are compassionate with me and um, are are gonna maybe throw me a lifeline to get me out of that situation. And then if I'm with someone who is perhaps being a little bit more negative, um, I do feel like I want to do what I can to keep whatever kind of positive energy is in that space. And if I can like lift up the whole experience, but if I cannot, and sometimes you just can't um, just have compassion with where that other person is and know that I don't have to follow them wherever they are. I don't necessarily, I don't actually, I don't have to, go and, and, and be in that negative space with them. Yes. And that is, I think the inherent promise behind, you know, like what you're looking to get out of taking a positive view on negative people. Because if I take a negative view on negative people, I'm already sort of, uh, I'm in the quicksand of it all. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I've become what I'm trying not to be anymore. Um, and it's a really, this one is really tough and I'm just so glad that we're talking about it because I have a, it's, it's very easy. Um, there's almost a pressure. I, I will say, you know, there's a, there's a concept that they say, uh, fair weather friends. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? The people who only want to be around you when, when, when they're good times, but I have a lot of artistic friends and a lot of comedian friends and I call them foul weather friends. They are there for when it's all going wrong because there's something dark and hilarious about that. And there's something dark, uh, regarding, you know, other key words, you know, friends who are, I mean, uh, other key things. Do you know what I mean? Like there are friends who, um, like they just, they just seem to love to, I don't know, focus on what's going wrong Mm -hmm. and why that means nothing's ever going to go right and all that kind of thing. And it can be very contagious. It could be very entertaining at times. And it's a very seductive deal because there's a fine line between venting your frustration and feeling better and sort of getting mired in the muck. And that's why mm-hmm. I really feel like, like one of the problems with, um, especially if you're me and I do have a brain that runs up sad and worried. So if I spend a lot of time with someone else whose brain runs that way, I can go days without remembering that I run on better fuel like mm-hmm. on a more hopeful fuel. Do you know what I'm saying? And it can, I can lose a lot of um, momentum that is hard to get back, but you can get it back. Um, but it can be, it could be, it could be very seductive. It's, it's, it's very much a look in the dark side for me. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm going to go into that cave and I'm going to, um, if you've seen the movie, I'm going to go into the dark cave. I'm <laughs> going to uh, battle Darth Vader. I'm going to cut off, you know, the head and realize, oh my God, it's me in there. Do you know what I'm saying? It's very, <laughs> it's a very Black Mirror situation, even though I've never seen Black Mirror. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is something very seductive about it. I found as well. I think 
um, for me, it just, it, it has felt like I'm doing something without actually having to put forth a whole lot of effort. Uh, so it's an easy way for me to feel in control or uh, like I maybe have power, particularly in a situation where, you know, where my control or my influence is uh, maybe smaller or not not as evident to me. I think being being negative can help me weather that or 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 at least give me a, a a sense that I've got some control even if I if I don't um and I think what I've come to learn or what I've come to realize over time is the only thing I have control over in those situations is actually how I feel and how I'm going to react to certain situations and it just it just over time stopped feeling good. And I don't know if negativity ever really felt good, but it's just, it, there was no comfort there. Um, there was no sense of, of, I don't know, some, I, I wish I had the words for it, but just how I would feel when I was kind of on the negativity train and just like in it and getting all mired in the muck and, 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 you know, things being, uh, you know, kind of getting caught up in any kind of whatever drama was kind of happening around it. There was something kind of energetic to that. And it wasn't necessarily a, a good energy or a positive energy, but it was something that was at least in the moment, like felt like it was maybe feeding me. And I think as we started doing positivity work and as I was feeling um, like, I just didn't want to stay stay in that space anymore um, and started doing the positivity work uh, that just stopped being comfortable and it definitely stopped being a space or like an energy or a mindset that felt like it was feeding me. So I really appreciate your, um, you know, characterizing it as uh, I forget sometimes that I run on better fuels and that's just, I mean, that's a really great way to put it. I, I just no longer feel like that's what I get my energy from. Yes, I totally relate to that. And when you were talking about it, it's a way to feel powerful and to feel like you have control over things that you don't have control over. I really relate to that. And then for me also in the past and, and even in the present, when I do go negative, you know, I, I know some of it is, and I'll, at first, there's a relief. I have this negative feeling about something in the world, and I kind of feel bad about it. And then I find out that somebody else has the same negative feeling, and it relieves me of some of my guilt. And mm. talking about it can be a way to vent and rid myself of the burden. But at a certain point, that venting turns into a sort of um, bonding with someone about how things are awful. And then when I feel less than, I need to put other people down. And when I see myself doing that continuously, and it's a really bad habit of mine to be like, can you believe they're doing that? And I'm I'm not going to, I'm not going to pretend that I'm better than I am. Um, I am a judgy person. Okay. I, it's this, this episode is going to be very challenging to me because it's very easy for me to be negative about negative people. I judge people and I know why I do it. It's because I'm constantly judging myself. And um, I'm 
working and I have worked my whole life to feel as if I'm okay the way I am, even where I am. And mm -hmm. I'm okay even if, even if I'm negative about negative people, even if I'm a negative, even if I'm negative about negative people, even if I'm negative in life, despite the fact that I have a podcast, you know, literally talking about positivity, it means I'm trying to be better. Mm -hmm. And I'm really glad that we talked about the self-improvement beforehand. Listen, I want to improve the way my mind runs, which does run worried and sad a lot of the time. And I reach for this because I'm reaching for something better, but it mm -hmm. doesn't mean where I was or where I've been or where I could be again is inherently bad. It's just where I am. And the less I have to judge me, the less I judge other people and the happier I am. But being negative, one of the things that I'm really trying to remember is it is a choice. And a lot of times it's a choice I've made and I've got to have more compassion when people are still making it, when they don't do feel unempowered, when they do feel they don't have control. Mm -hmm. And these days, there's a lot of things we don't have control over. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of things to be uncertain about. And it's not easy to to remain positive in the face of that. And so I think one of the big tools is to work really hard to have compassion about that and work really hard to remember how much of that is still inside of me. Um, and I think the more I accept it in myself, at the, the less I fight against myself, the less I will be as concerned about it in other people. Mm-hmm. Definitely that idea of, or, or that, um, that idea of compassion is so important. I think when I have been, uh, and I, I would say that I identify with that idea of, um, feeling like, uh, there are times when I'm judging other people for being negative. And I think for me, that tends to be like a knee-jerk reaction to that discomfort that I was talking about before. And I find it comes if I'm not paying attention. So if I'm, you know, with someone and uh, the conversation's going a little negative and I might be joining in um, and because I'm not being very self-aware or I'm not being very intentional about, you know, my words or, or my conversation. And so I just am like kind of floating around in this negativity soup and, and all of a sudden I'm, I'm thinking, well, why does this feel bad? Um, and, uh, and then it's like, well, duh, you're, you're, you're in a negativity soup right now. Um, and so then I, I, I feel kind of bad about that and, and trying to just uh, use some of the tools that I've learned to get myself out of it. And then I notice like in a, like in a split second, um, I maybe am, I'm able to pull myself out of it, but maybe recognizing that, that uh, the person I'm in it with can't. And there is, like you said, that moment of just kind of like judginess. And then, then I have to have another moment that says, well, hold on, you were just in there a second ago. Uh, and so then it just becomes like having to have that compassion to understand that we're all in a different space. Then I also have to be very um, honest with myself about, you know, my 
my role in that? And, and I'm, am I in engaging in that with another person? Um, how am I, how is that influencing them? Because if I want to be positive, of course, then I want to be around positive people, but I don't want to be the cause of somebody, you know, kind of being in the negativity, negativity soup. So it is a man, a matter in that moment of, I sometimes will have to apologize and, and, and bring it to light and say, wow, I am so sorry. I just realized I went really negative there. I didn't mean to, uh, and do something to kind of call it out for myself, call it out for the other person to say, I don't know if this is really what you meant, you know, in a, in a, in a way to say, I didn't mean this to happen. And can we, you know, in an effort to kind of bring it all up now, maybe they're, they're fine and they didn't notice and they're okay with it. That's, that's okay. But I do have a responsibility if I recognize it to try to correct it in the moment. Yes, I found when I've tried to correct it in the moment, if I'm talking to you or somebody else who's sort of on the same journey about being a more positive, you know, being positive in the world and being positive in their own mind, uh, I think they are, oh, okay, yeah, that's great. But I think other, there are friends of mine and it could be because I, because of where I came from in the arts or whatnot that are like, there's nothing to apologize. And they just, they're just so glad that I've gone negative again. Mm. It's almost like you're back in the tribe. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? And one of the things I've realized is I've, I'm going to need to find ways to cut those conversations short. Mm -hmm. And I'm also going to need to, well, one of the worst things that I've tried to do that that I will just let people know here don't do it is don't try to make your negative friends positive <laughs> it it is not welcomed it is annoying it's <laughs> it's like you're pooping all over their parade do you know mm-hmm. what I mean they've got a different thing going on there and um there, there are like there are kind ways that you can attempt. I think the ones that have been just slightly more successful than others is if I notice that somebody's feeling empowered, I can say. But you know what really matters is like they're like, I can't believe this person won't believe me, and I could say something nice like, but you know what really matters is I believe you and you mm-hmm. believe you, and that really counts. And 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 sometimes that'll work. A lot of times they're like, yeah, but they don't believe me. You know what I mean? It just goes nowhere. But at least it doesn't go down the route of the worst way to do it, Brianna, which is to say something. I mean, and it, I don't, I try to do it more tactfully, but it basically amounts to, yeah, well, this is all in your head. And if you just had a better positive attitude, a lot of this wouldn't be happening. <laughs> uh, yeah, that isn't going to work. It comes across judgmental because uh, it is. And um, they're just not going to want to play in your sandbags anymore, which by the mm-hmm. way, isn't always a bad thing, but uh, yeah, it just, it doesn't go well. I have had a modicum of success with people where I say something to the extent of, you know, I'm really working on being more positive because I'm trying to be productive in life. And so I've been trying to think of it this way. And uh, they don't react as negatively, but the conversation has a tendency to just stop. And Mm -hmm. I get sort of a, oh, well, that's really good for you. Yeah, I can see that's good for you. Do you know what I mean? It's very for you, not for me. And then they just don't call back as much, which Mm -hmm. I think is an acceptable solution for both of us. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that uh, I, I wrote down a little note there about listening. And I think there is something to um, the idea that, you know, sometimes people, what I'm learning um, is to sometimes people just want you to listen and they are not actually expecting you to do anything with it. And sometimes they don't even really want you, they don't need you to engage kind of in a conversation as far as uh, like helping them solve something. Uh, And that's a trap I've fallen into a lot is thinking, well, if someone's talking to me about a problem, surely they want me to fix it. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. They just want to like, right. Sometimes they just want to get it out. And, and so my job in that moment is just to listen and, and, um, I'm really practicing and saying, wow, that must be really tough or or just saying something that acknowledges what they're going through is challenging. And like you said, not trying to in that moment, especially if they're talking about something challenging, uh, get them to snap out of it or or feel or think or say something different. My job there is just to listen. I think, though, what I've found is uh, if the conversation isn't necessarily going beyond, like, kind of continuously saying the same thing, that's where I then tend to either try to shift the conversation or if that's all it's going to be, I will say I use, I sometimes will use silence. Like I'm listening, I hear you, but I don't have anything else to give in this moment. And I'm not going to go down a path that's like more negative or feeding into just like a, and this is going to sound judge, judgy. So I apologize, but the kind of woe is me situation, I'm just not going to walk that down that path. Um, so I use silence and like, I'm hearing you, I'm listening, I'm here, I'm present, uh, but I'm not going to like, I'm not going to pull down. I'm I'm trying to at least hold things like where they're at, if not bring them up a little bit. And like you said, eventually people, when you use silence, I think people hear that they're essentially just saying the same thing over and over. And that I think I found does more to shift their focus or shift them out of whatever's happening or at least get them to a place where they can take a breath versus if I just keep like, yeah, man, no, totally. And and we're just like spinning, 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 and they don't necessarily ever get to anywhere that they can stop and take a breath or come up from whatever negative um, space that they're in. Yes, I know exactly what you mean. It's interesting because, oh, I have so many thoughts about this. I um, One of the things I always have to remember is sometimes, like, I can be very compassionate when I understand the nature of the problem. For instance, if somebody's grieving, if they're grieving the loss of a person in their life or a job or circumstances or a hope or a dream, they're dealing with something that I can understand why it's painful and I can understand why they are having a hard time with that. Um, 
as opposed to someone who, in my opinion, and it's very different because it's just how I'm perceiving them, mm-hmm. is just negative. They're, it feels like they're never happy. It feels like no matter what good things are happening, I was talking to a friend of mine, um, you know, uh, a, a news event happened in the way that he'd hoped, but, but, you know, part of the event happened in the way that he hoped and the rest of it didn't. And all he could focus on was the way it didn't go the way he wanted it to go. And, um, wherein I have some sympathy for it at a certain point, I just don't want to hear it anymore, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's valid. And I think one of the things that I have to do is one, I have to remember just because I don't understand why somebody's in pain or why somebody's sad doesn't mean they're not sad and they're not hurting. My inability to understand why it hurts doesn't mean that they don't hurt. So I need to keep some compassion involved. On the other hand, and I, I ran into this problem particularly, oh, I don't know, it was you know, a couple, uh, 15 years ago or 10 years ago, I was part of a, like a support group. And, um, one of the things that they did in the group was they had outreach calls where you would call other people and ask for help. And it's a very important thing to do when you're having a hard time in life to get the courage to ask for help. And it's something that I haven't always been good with. It's something where there's a lot of opportunity for me to grow. And as a result, when people would call me, I would do everything I could to be there for them because I recognize um, that that can be a very difficult thing for people. However, for some people, it's really easy for them to ask for help. The harder part is helping themselves. Mm-hmm. And I found that those people, the people who had an easy time asking for help, were literally draining me. I had like a total stranger call me because they got my number off a phone list crying and then yelled at me, I heard you were good at this. I need you to help me right now. Mm. And I said, you know, I'm having a hard time understanding what way to support you. What do you want me to do? And her comment was basically, I'm in pain. I need you to take this pain away from me right now. Mm. Which is an impossible position. Mm -hmm. And I realized in that moment that in my want to be less judgmental and in my want to um, have compassion towards people who had problems that I couldn't understand, I sort of put myself in a place where I was sort of like everyone's emotional sponge. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was like just the thing that people just came and like unloaded all their problems onto me. And I thought I was being a good person, but the truth was um, you can be a positive person and you can be compassion towards people's negativity but you don't always have to take all of other people's pain and be like this sort of person who is just someone people call when they need to vent and they've got problems. Because I found for a long time that people were going on fun and happy vacations with other friends, but I was the friend that got the, um, my pet died call. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And it was just fine. I want to be there for you when you're, pet passes away. I don't want you to be alone during that time. But if that's the only call I get, I don't know that this is a relationship that I want to continue. Mm-hmm. That is, a, you know, that's the tougher piece, I think, about this is sort of that feeling of, or, or, or understanding rather, of discernment, maybe is a better word. Negativity and things like grief and sadness and loss. Um, Because for a really long time, I myself 
lumped all of those things together and thought, you know, um, to be positive meant I would never be sad or to be, you know, to be practicing positivity and looking for opportunity meant that um, I was not, uh, not necessarily going to, not that I would be happy all the time, but that definitely um, <laughs> the time I spent sad or uh I don't know, any of those other kind of things I was trying to apparently avoid, um, I thought that would magically kind of go away or only be just a smattering here and there. Um, and what I recognize is positivity doesn't mean I'm no longer part of the world in which, you know, tough things happen. We are emotional beings and we are going to experience things like sadness and loss and frustration. And I feel like, to your point, um, we certainly want to be able to reach out to people in those times, but I do think that we have a responsibility to understand how how us doing that is affecting the other person. And not to say that we don't reach out, but in that way that is reciprocal. So if if I have, you know, to your point, if I have... Uh, if you and I, and we do this for one another, um, if I'm reaching out and I'm like, oh my gosh, this week was really tough and this is what happened, I fully understand and want to do the same for you because that's where we are in, in our relationship and and doing those, you know, have, being able to hold that space for one another. Um, and I think even some of those times where I feel like, I may be spending a little too much time. I've maybe crossed over from kind of that venting emotional release into like, oh, I may be getting into that negative territory. Uh, and you're very gracious and will let me be there for a little bit. Um, I do eventually have to come to that understanding of like, well, I can't just dump everything on her and leave it there. I think when I talk about, you know, working with uh, taking the positive view on negative people, I don't necessarily um, expect that people aren't ever going to be negative, but I'm not going to stay in that space with them really for very long. And that's not that I don't care about them. It's not that I don't want to help them or be around or be there for them. I do, um, but in a way that's going to if they're draining me, I'm not going to be any use to them. So to your point, if the folks are just calling and, and it's taking kind of everything away, eventually you're just not going to be able to be helpful um, or, or there, I would guess, for anyone. And then that just kind of defeats the purpose, maybe? Yes, it does. Um yeah, and I do think that I'm so glad you make that distinction between being negative and genuinely having hard times. And it's really hard to tell because some people, one person's hard times to me <laughs> doesn't seem all that hard. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I just have to remember that, you know, they live a different life and they have different perspective. But yeah, I don't want to group like grief with being mm -hmm. like a negative person. I will say that I had a good friend of mine. One of the things I think that's hard to be around negative people is when your life is changing and good things are happening for you, the, it can, it can, it can um, hinder the joy that you have 
mm-hmm. things are going your way. It almost feels like with some people that you know. I remember distinctly, I just moved to Los Angeles. Um, uh, my father was really sick. Or I know, actually, I think this was after my father had passed. So my father had recently died just after I moved to Los Angeles. But I was showcasing uh, as a comedian at the Hollywood Improv. And it was a really mm-hmm. big night for me. And I was really excited, but I did have a very heavy heart. Um, But I was dating someone at the time. And the day became about why he didn't have a showcase Mm. at the improv. And I'll never forget that because the day really in my need to like build him up, I sort of tore myself down. And I started to find that pattern happening over and over and over again over the course of, you know, um, we were dating at the time and then we were friends. And I just found a lot of my life was about fixing his life. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's very seductive because I'd like to believe I was being a positive influence on him. Mm-hmm. But the truth was I was spending my time fixing his life instead of fixing my own because I didn't have the confidence and I was distracting myself from dealing with my own uh, stuff, let's just mm-hmm. say. And it wasn't until we started spending considerably less time together and to the point where we don't really speak as much, to be honest, Mm -hmm. um, that I had like space to have more positive friendships that um, helped build me up. And I think one of the things, one of the options, one of the tools that I um, sometimes never, (laughs) sometimes I overuse this tool and sometimes I underuse this tool. But one of the things is to cut your association with certain people mm-hmm. who have a less than positive impact overall on your life. And it's a tough one. It's a tough one, but it can be a very rewarding one. Um, but also I've done it the other way where I've just like started, you know, unfriending people on Facebook and going crazy, just axing people left and right that, that you know, so it could be used <laughs> practice said elimination with, ju- you know, uh, what is it? Judiciousness, mm-hmm. judiciously practice it judiciously. Yeah. There And that speaks to that idea of boundaries and that it's perfectly okay to set your boundaries uh, to your comfort level related to negativity. And, and hopefully, you know, as you do that and as people that you're interacting with recognize that you're not as quick or as willing to go down the negativity rabbit hole or certainly not willing to stay there as long that you, you know, the hope is that they'll, they'll get the, they'll get the hint or the other, they will figure it out um, and start to recognize that when they're in conversation with you or, or when they're just with you. Um, And if they're not noticing it and you're comfortable and you feel like you can do it just to say, Hey, um, you know, I'm, it depends on the situation, but I'm really working to be positive and see opportunity. Um, and I just really can't keep talking about this. And and I feel like for me, it tends to be like, if again, that idea that the same things are being said over and over again in the sing in a single conversation, that to me is a signal that uh, we are in you know, we're doing more than just dealing with some challenges or dealing with whatever problem is in front of us. Now we're in a bit of a a negativity spiral. And so it's like, yeah, um, I can't, I just can't talk about this. Or like I said, you 
I can sometimes use the silence. And then there are times when I, I agree if those boundaries that you're kind of setting aren't, aren't um, being recognized, then it may be that you have to remove yourself from the situation and maybe not forever, like a total like axe, <laughs> um, but certainly frequency um, and how much time that you spend with uh, a particular individual is going to potentially be a way to deal with that. Yes. I found, um, going back to the quicksand analogy, and I know this is going to sound like a terrible tool, uh, but I found giving up, <laughs> okay, bear with me, giving up on needing to care what they think. Mm. I did, like, like, I don't need them to like me because I'm annoying with my positive outlet. I don't need to convince them that they can change. I don't need to put them into a better mood. I can give up all of these thoughts on what has to happen here mm -hmm. and let them live their life. And um, I call it boring neutrality, right? Mm -hmm. It's sort of, I remember when I was a comedian, there's lots of different factions in comedy about, and you know, especially when I was younger, what kind of comedy is better? And can you believe so-and-so said this and so-and-so did that? And then at a certain point, like I would get into that because then you'd get in with some people and I was very insecure. I was very young. And I was, you know, in a bad space in my life. My dad had just died and things weren't turning out the way I had hoped they were. And I was away from my family while I was grieving. And so I really fit in in the beginning because I was in such a bad place. But as I got into a better place, um, I realized I don't want to do any of this. This mm. it leaves me with like a, like a gossip hangover. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And at a certain point, I just started saying to people, listen, I'm comedy Switzerland here. I do business with everybody and I say nothing. Mm -hmm. And um, they were, they would, it would just cut the conversation short. Um, I remember once talking to a friend of mine and um, I was at his place and he was like, oh, it's my girlfriend. Uh, you know, I told her, you know, she doesn't like us hanging out. And I was like, why? We're just friends. Um, and he's like, shh, shh, shh. And I literally just stood up and I was like, uh-uh. I'm not lying to your girlfriend for you. But if she tells you, if, if I tell her, if she asked me if I was here, I'm going to say, I was there until I heard that she didn't like me being there. And then I decided I would leave because I'd mm -hmm. never lie to her, period. Mm -hmm. That's the whole story. So you either tell her on the phone that I'm here or I'm leaving right now the second I know that it's not true because I'm not lying to your girlfriend when we're not doing anything. I'm not involved in this. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And there is something as a way. And of course, he just ended up fessing up and not getting dragged into that. But there is this state of, no, I'm neutral here. You're not going to drag me in on your side. That can very much make people either do the right thing or avoid you. Mm -hmm. Either way, I think you win. Mm -hmm. <laughs> For sure. I we, We've talked about, um, you know, when we talk about work environments, there's a lot of discussion about gossip and, uh, how detrimental that can be overall to um, the work environment. And then of course the structure of a team and the, you know, the big idea is when people are gossiping, you just are, I love that idea of the, the Switzerland. Um, but from a leadership consultant I worked with, uh, they call it the firewall. And that's essentially when someone starts gossiping or, or being kind of negative, you're, you know, you can put your hand up, you can just, it's a look, whatever, but it's like, nope, 
I'm not, I'm just not doing that. And the more consistent you can be with taking that stance, then they're just going to, they're going to know that you truly are not going there. You're not going to be negative or uh, gossiping or toxic or whatever word you want to put on it. Um, that, that kind of flame is not going to be fed by you and they will eventually stop coming around and or stop doing uh, those things around you uh, because um, negativity is just usually looking for camaraderie or or someone to kind of like get in it. Um, a friend of mine and I, uh, when we're talking about, uh, when she's, we're talking about kind of that, that idea of like getting embroiled in something, um, she uses, we use the term drama llama. And it's just like, I'm not getting sucked into the, the drama llama that's happening wherever you may be, whether that's, you know, family drama llama or work drama llama or friends, or even just like overall in the world getting really caught up in something um that just i'm i'm just that just doesn't feel good and it doesn't make it doesn't actually have me coming away feeling empowered or as if i have um any sort of say in what's happening in my life. And I definitely want to feel empowered and feel like even in my little tiny corner of the universe that I've got some influence over at the very least how I feel. Yes. And here is the hard part regarding, you know, that sort of being Switzerland or that firewall. I will admit in the long run, gossiping does I do feel effect. I feel like a hangover. It mm -hmm. keeps me from, I can feel that I'm operating at a lower energy level personally and that I'm not, I, I, it's usually very quickly. I can look around and notice when I'm doing that. I'm not usually in a very good space for myself. I'm not going closer towards my dreams. I'm not, do you know what I'm saying? There's an emptiness in my life and I'm filling it with trivialities. Here's the catch. What makes it so hard for me is that when I'm gossiping with people, and I'm not going to lie, I gossip with people. So if you should see me gossiping about someone at McDonald's, know that it's happened and I'm trying to be better. There is a lot of opportunity for improvement. I don't think I do it as much, but I definitely do it, Brianna. And I know why I do it. I've always been a little weird, okay? I've always been, like, I was the weird kid a lot, I mean, I probably still am. And when I gossip, it makes me feel like someone else is the weird kid. Mm. And I'm in. And in that moment, I feel better. Like, I feel better about me. I, I, that's, that's not a good thing. I know that isn't a good thing. But I do feel like I belong. I genuinely feel like I'm bonding with people. We're sharing something. I feel like it's a little fun to be a little evil. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And I feel like I'm part of like a club, mm -hmm. a club of terrible gossipers possibly, but still a club. And it's very alluring at times. And then later I feel bad, mm -hmm. you know, but for a moment, sometimes talking trash at a diner about other comics at two o'clock in the morning 
I can't lie. I genuinely felt cool. I felt like I was with the in crowd and it was a very seductive and it still can be a seductive thing. So it's definitely something I am working on. Um, Mm -hmm. But then when I had to do something like I had a show to book, I had to become comedy Switzerland because I wanted to be able to book all the best comics, regardless Mm -hmm. as to whether or not somebody else liked so-and-so when I couldn't put them on the show. I needed to be above it. And that's one of the things I always have to remember when I'm engaging in behavior that is negative. It's because I've lost sight of the truly big dreams that I have. Do you know what I mean? And if I'm working towards those dreams, it's less easy it's it's less easy for me to fall into gossiping, but I won't even joke. I mean, I think some of the stories I was telling in this episode could border on being gossipy. <laughs> that is how hard it is for me. And I'm not even going to pretend. I'm not mm-hmm. going to pretend. It's hard. And to me, the positivity game overall is difficult. It takes you know, as we've talked about, it takes self-awareness and practice and a little bit of failure (laughs) here and there and uh, learning from that failure and trying again. Um, I really, you know, I can appreciate, first of all, just, um, just being honest about something that is, um, that's difficult to be honest about, you know, and, and in talking about um, taking the positive view on negative people, I would wholeheartedly agree. I'm not saying that I'm never negative or, or, or I should say, we're not saying that we don't go down that, that road. I think one thing though, that's helped me remember um, or, or maybe helped me stay off that road a little bit more is um how it feels to get burned, so to speak, uh, from that. <laughs> I'll never get my comeuppance, Brianna, never. <laughs> um, and I think, uh, and not just, uh, you know, that about the, the gossiping piece, but like, I, I know how that feels to um, feel like you've there's there's that moment right where you feel like you're in camaraderie with some someone and it's and it's like based maybe more on negativity and just like you know this isn't going right in my life and this isn't going right and you're you're in it and you're like you know whatever and then you think that that's that's your shtick that's the thing that you do with this person and then you know you're listening to them be negative and then you know, maybe um, I've tr- I've been at kind of doing that, and then all of a sudden they're not playing that game, and I'm like, "But wait a second! <laughs> Two seconds ago, <laughs> this was negative. You know, downtown negative town, uh, and now all of a sudden it's it's this. It's now you don't want to listen or or whatever. It doesn't matter why, but I've learned that lesson that I don't want to get stuck and I don't want to get stuck being negative or seeing things negatively, um, like kind of almost like get not be paying attention by myself being so negative because I'm trying to connect with a person or connect in some way. And then they're just like, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. 
it, I'm not explaining it well. <laughs> oh, no, I get it. Oh, I'm not that bad. Like, all of a sudden, they jump up on the high road and leave you in the gutter that they dragged you into. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I kind of was just going there because I thought we were going there, and now you've just left me here. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That sort of, well, I'm not like that. And it's like, I, I'm not really either. I don't even know why I was saying that. I was just, dang it. And, Do you know what I mean? Like, Right. And then I think what I'm, I'm not, and that's fine. I might be a little frustrated with them, but I'm really more frustrated with myself that I didn't stick to my, like my values and, and what I feel is important and that I didn't, you know, use all of these skills that I've been practicing to like reframe and look for opportunity and, you know, whatever those are, um, I'm usually just like, oh man, <laughs> how did I, ah, crumbles. Okay. Well, now I know for next time, you know, and I think that has really only happened, had to happen a few times when not a few times, that's probably not even close to being enough, but I feel like that experience has been instrumental in helping me stay more positive than negative because I don't want to be the only person stuck in negative town. And I especially don't want to be like, you know, la 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 la, we're going to negative town. And then like, wait, where'd everybody go? (laughs) Because if you're trying, if, especially if you're doing it to connect with someone and then all of a sudden that connection's broken, it's like, it, it's, it's as if it's, you know, you feel, I feel that separation or that like rift or it's just so jarring. And then I'm like, oh man, not only am I here alone, not only am I now negative, but now I'm confronted with the fact that I've just done all of these things that I say or think I'm actively trying not to do. Yes. I very much relate to that. And I think that's why it's like one of the allures to taking a positive view on negative people, right, is sometimes it allows me to take a positive view on my own negativity. Sometimes I am that negative person who deserves that positive view. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it helps because the more perfectionistic, I, I know that when I'm judging others, it's because I'm genuinely afraid that I'm going to be there. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like I'm more likely to do this if we just get straight into the hungry, angry, lonely, tired, right? If I'm already not feeling all that great, if my health is low, if my if I'm hungry too long, if I haven't had enough sleep, if I've already been angry at something else, do you know what I mean? Like I'm more likely to go there. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm more likely to be judgmental. I'm more likely to be judgmental about negative people while I'm a negative person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And not recognize my inherent hypocrisy in that moment. Mm-hmm. And and then also sometimes there's this really interesting thing because, uh, you know, I was talking with a friend of mine and he was basically talking about how sometimes talking about the unpleasantness in the world is a way that you're sort of an advocate for awareness regarding that unpleasantness. And to ignore it is to sort of give room for that unpleasantness to sort of creep into the society at large. And I do really think that there is validity to that concern. And also just the concept that if you're speaking your truth, the truth doesn't always mean 
that you're talking about good things. Sometimes the truth mm -hmm. is, sometimes people are being negative when they say, my life sucks. Mm -hmm. Like in that moment where they are, it really does suck for them. Mm -hmm. And me judging them harshly for that isn't going to get me anywhere. And so mm -hmm. I have to decide, what are they looking for? Are they looking, do I have the capacity right now to be a sympathetic friend? Um, mm -hmm. Well, if I am not in judgment at that time, I can. If I'm not too hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, I might have some more time for me to, um, like, I, I'll be able to dedicate even more time to being there with them. But mm -hmm. the part where I've always got to watch myself is when it turns into, and for me, it looks like this, when... Listen, you don't have to appreciate what you have in the moment when you're sad. You don't have to do that. But if it turns into one of those deals where I'm no longer able to enjoy my life because I've been trying to help them through their hard time, mm -hmm. I need to have cut that conversation short. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I have to, you know, put my own you know, oxygen mask on first before mm -hmm. I can be helpful to others. And mm -hmm. that's going to be a different point for everyone else. But I can't allow my my want to be compassionate to sort of tear down my ability to be um, a functional person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that to me comes right back to that idea of being able to listen and hold space for, uh, but not having to necessarily get on that train with someone. And, and I just want to, you know, because we've talked about it or we talked about it, you know, before starting this episode, but just really making sure that it is that we, um, highlight how important the compassion is into in in this work like being able to see here is another human being here is an a, here is a person who's got something going on and they are struggling hurting having a tough time i'm going to hold space for them and hope that you know they'll be able to come whether it come out of it, whatever they, whatever, um, there's that. And then I think, as you said, the, the negative piece comes in when, and it's not, it's not always really apparent, I think, but it's that then things are always bad or things are always going wrong or there's just no necessarily no kind of awareness or recognition of our um i i usually am looking at it like when i'm negative i'm usually just talking and not recognizing where i can have some action and um you know you and I had a conversation before we, we started and I was talking about just some things that are going on with me. And I feel like, um, it could have been construed. I mean, it was a little bit of complaining, but it could have been construed as negative. I feel like if I had just stayed there and not come with your help, come to some new realizations and then come out of the conversation with, okay, um, 
I can recognize where I can make a couple of adjustments or I can do a couple of things and okay, great. Now I talked about this and I was able to um, see what control or what influence I have. And, and now I, I have a plan or I, I have a way to, you know, move forward. Whereas before I think what I would have done is just complained uh, and just kept complaining. Even if you were, whether you were providing me with some input or, or, or not, it would have just been, it would have just been telling you the problem over and over again. And I feel like, you know, in particular with the negativity, being able to reframe, to look for the opportunity. So that idea of what a wonderful opportunity to practice uh, that phrase is what pulls me out of that. And I, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought a little bit there, but um, again, it's that idea of having compassion and not being judgy uh, when people are maybe complaining or being negative, but it's also for me understanding that I will help however I can or the best that I can but I also now have boundaries to how long I'm going to stay in that space. Yes, I I will. I totally know what you mean. One of the conversations that, that I think I'd really have been needing, where there's a lot of opportunity for me to improve, there's a lot of opportunity for me to improve, is um, when I do talk to friends, uh, especially, uh, you know, friends that I've had for a long time. So, you know, between our first positivity fest and this uh, podcast, there was a period where I sort of, I never slipped fully back. I've, I've kind of kept a little bit of it, but I was a little less positive, let's just say. And I've come a long way. You know, this is, I think, episode 32 now. So, you know, this has been over six months, six mm -hmm. months, I think seven months now. Um, and it's really changed my outlook and I'm making tremendous strides in my life about where I want to go. And I've done a lot of it in isolation because we've been in lockdown. And one of the problems I have is now I'm reconnecting with friends that I haven't seen in a long time. And one of the conversations that's been particularly, um, particularly challenging for me is around current events and mm -hmm. politics. And I just don't have the time in my life now that Listen, I totally understand that things aren't going the way a lot of people wish they would go, no matter which side you're on. And I've been deliberately neutral on this podcast because I believe that I want the, that in the, that for our, this is just my personal belief, I want to see a place where there is a way for me to connect with people with different viewpoints. And I really, really want that. I feel like the nature, personally for me, um, where I feel like there's a lot of opportunity is what we have in common with our, mm -hmm. with people um, that may have different viewpoints. I'm really trying to focus on that positive part instead of focus on the negative part because I don't want to villainize other people of um, with other thoughts. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of people are very angry with me because they want me to take a side. Mm -hmm. And I am on a side. I just don't need... I'm for what I'm for, but I don't need to be against what you're for. Mm -hmm. Unless it's something that I truly... You know, I'm against you know, racism and I'm against, you know, some very, you know, finite things. I'm against, you know, uh, you know, being 
I'm against murder. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, there's some general things that you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, I like anything anybody does is fine by me. Do you know what I mean? It's not like that, but I do feel like there's a division in the world, and I'm trying very hard to reach across that divide. And it's mm-hmm. a very difficult thing because I have I'm a very judgmental person. At a, you know, there's a lot of opportunity for me to um, work on being judgmental, and I'm even judgmental about people who don't want to you know, work on bridging the divide. Do you know what I mean? I have a lot of that, you know? And so what I've just am coming to realize in, you know, us doing this podcast this time is I don't have as much patience for like a two hour telephone conversation raging about the government or about people of a different thought process and why they're terrible. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Just because I don't have the energy for that doesn't mean I'm a bad person. I've just got to work on being able to wrap that conversation better by just saying, listen, I'm working on being a more positive person and this conversation isn't working for me. And that is genuinely something I'm allowed to do and say. However, Mm -hmm. I do have to open up to the possibility that I make it, my phone doesn't ring as much, Brianna. Mm -hmm. It just may not ring as much because I might not be Um, you know, they may be in the mood to talk about that. And so they're going to call someone else. Mm -hmm. And that is the, I don't know, saying the risk feels a little bit dramatic, but that is, that's, that's part of boundary setting. And I think, you know, as someone who's just learning about boundaries, I think a little bit more now, um that just is that just comes with the territory is if you're you know if you're talking about what you need uh and what you're able to give and the other person isn't down with that then yeah they may not call you and i would say then there is you know then we 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 take that information and um, you know, we might uh, grieve that loss a little bit, or we might feel, um, you know, we're going to have feelings about it. Uh, and what I would say then, um, the way I'm trying to look at it, because I've had, you know, similar things happen, is then I'm making new space, or I'm making space then for, um, you know, the people who are who are going to be um, on the same wavelength, or my hope too, is that I'm meeting people uh, who are going to teach me something or expose me to something that maybe is new and I've never heard before. Or or maybe now, um, you know, because I'm having a little bit of a different outlook, uh, I just find myself in... <sighs> just waiting in a different pool. And now I just have uh, this new, these new opportunities uh, around me. And that's not to say that all of a sudden you're just gonna, um, or or that I'm just gonna have a whole new friend group or anything like that. I'm, I'm not, no, even if, you know, a couple people choose to stop calling me, um, uh, I will, I will still be okay. Um, but there is, I think, um, you know, when you, even when you can have compassion, even when you try to be present and there for someone, you know, if that boundary is set and they're not willing to, to meet it, then yep, you might, you might, 
uh, find yourself, your phone is not ringing as often or Zoom, FaceTime, <laughs> whatever people are using, I guess. Um, and that's just something you then you have to decide is that am I willing to be, am I willing to kind of have that where my, maybe I'm a a person or two is dropping out of my life or they're not reaching out to me as often. Am I willing to have that be a consequence of, of, you know, trying to be more positive or, you know, it's the, or is it that, um, in order to, to stay connected to this person, I'm willing to be a little bit more negative or, or maybe just, um, just kind of hang out in that space. And neither one of those is better or worse. And you may choose both and it just is very situational. Um, but it, it just comes down, I think, to self-awareness and how you're feeling and what you need and what you feel like you can give. Yes. And I love that. And I like that both of those things are a valid choice because I think the positive view on negative people is one, what we consider negative may not be considered negative to them. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that judgment, I can, it only brings me down. Do you know what I'm saying? So also the other thing is uh, the positive view, me taking a positive view on negative people allows me to have more compassion for me because I'm often negative, mm-hmm. uh, despite the fact that I, you know, to do this, I'm not going to pretend to be better than I am. It doesn't, it just makes me ashamed of who I am. And, and there's no reason to be that. Uh, mm-hmm. But the hard part is it can feel sometimes you're not going to feel like you belong. You know what I mean? You're not going to get any of the good juicy gossip. Sometimes you're going to feel a little bit left out. It's, it's seductive to be part of to have to be in the, it's, it's harder work to be in the solution than it is to complain about the problem, you know, and there's a lot of things uh, to do with that. And, and also it's hard because you want to fix people and you want to change people and you want to do things like that. And uh, you know, that you could be judgmental and all those things make it harder to be positive about negativity. But on the other side of that, the things that we've done that can help us is not trying to fix people, listen without judgment, uh, you know, hold space for them, uh, be compassionate, set, um, set boundaries, um, tell people where you're at. And of course, reframing, you know what I mean? To try and uh, to, to see where there is an opportunity for you to take a positive view just silently into yourself. And then, um, you know, surrounding yourself with even one or two just more positive people in a community to sort of balance out the averages on that. Mm-hmm. And I really do think that, you know, those kind of things can help, um, you know, I don't know, elevate your life to a place where, you know, even if a friend, needs to vent a little or needs to vent a lot if you the more positive you positivity i think a person can have in the bank and the less negative you look at negative people um the more you're likely to uh you know i don't know you're, you're just gonna have more in the bank and you're gonna be able to deal with a wider variety of people and you're gonna have a fuller life mm-hmm. um which we, which brings me to this week's mission which is to just pay attention to how negativity from others affects you or makes you feel and so from there you can decide what it is you want to do with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'd love to hear from you because a positive community uh, makes life better and uh, 
frankly, a lot easier. So we'd love to hear your questions, uh, your perspective on the topics we discussed today or in any of the episodes. And you can email us at positiveviewpodcast at gmail.com. That's positiveview, V-I-E-W podcast at gmail.com. Yep. And uh, next week, we're going to be talking about the positive view on change. And don't forget, new episodes are available every Monday. Please take a moment to subscribe and rate and review the podcast because it helps more people to find us. And that is our show for today. Thank you for listening. I'm Brianna G. And I'm Christy Murphy. We'll talk soon.